Hello everyone and welcome to the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. Now this episode today is a very special episode because I've just returned from four days at the Download Festival and do you know what? They celebrated in style. It was their 20th anniversary and my god, the celebrations didn't stop from Thursday to Sunday. The headliners were the amazing Metallica who'd played two sets on Thursday and Saturday. On Friday we had Bring Me The Horizon who absolutely blew everyone away and closing the festival was the legends themselves Slipknot. It was an amazing weekend, the sun didn't stop shining and the atmosphere was like nothing else. It really was incredible. And as you know, last year I wasn't able to attend because of Covid, so I made sure that this time I made up for lost time and I've recorded some incredible interviews with some awesome bands that will be coming up in just a couple of minutes time. On today's episode I've got interviews with the bands Mom Jeans, Punk Rock Factory, State Champs and the absolutely superb Hailstorm. I want to kick today's special off with the band Mom Jeans and I'm joined by Eric who is a returning guest on Mark and Me. You may remember maybe six months ago he came on but that was via Zoom and this time around it's in person which is always my favourite style of interview. So here's me and Eric talking all things Download. I'm here with Eric from the amazing Mom Jeans, and the best part is this time round we're face to face. It's in person. We did talk the at flesh. the end of last episode, saying that when you come yeah. over, we will get together. Yep. So I stuck to my promise. It's happening. It's good to see you. Dude. Good to see you too. So what I want to do now is basically we've talked about your music influences last time. We talked all about the albums that got you to play what in bands and first gigs. Talk to me about festivals, because you never told me about like the first festivals you went to. Oh, that's that's super easy. I was a Warp Tour kid. Oh, man, like, I'm just, so jealous already. I was, yeah, my mom took me to Warp Tour for the first time when I was I was in the ninth grade. Uh, I went to high school with some guys who had a ska band, and they did like the Ernie Ball, wow. like Battle of the Bands, like stage, yeah. like get your band to play a warp tour so i started yeah, going all to, your friends to vote for you yeah so and they did and they won and they got to play and it was like a thing like me and a bunch of people and a bunch of our friends like just like made the pilgrimage to like go see them and i was only really super interested because like that's what all my friends were doing and like i liked this band i was like super new to diy i think i'd be, like or like music in general i went to my first show like a month before that and then straight to a festival. And then straight to Warp Tour. And my Insane. mom took me. Like, it was like, she was like, like Indiana Jones hat, camelback, like with the, it was like sunscreen. It was, it was, it was nutty. But I saw like Never Shout Never, Sum 41. Wow. Um, I think like Goldfinger played that year. And I just like, I saw so many incredible bands and I still had a great time, even though I was like with my mom the whole day. And my mom was like, well, I don't need to go ever do that. Uh, again like I see the keys I see what it is so like you can go with your friends next year like I don't have to go so I just did that every year when I was in high school just was really into like the streetlight manifestos and the real big fishes of the world and like going to see those sits yeah and that was my festival like that's what I went was to to warp tour and then started playing in a band and luckily started to play festivals and how does it kind of feel when you come to a place like download festival and you kind of got that golden ticket to put on a show and hope that somebody there then goes, who's this? Like, who's this band? And then they leave thinking, I'm going to go home and listen to Mom Jeans. Like, they've converted me. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think it's, it's interesting. It's humbling. It's fun. I think that there's a lot of bands that maybe sometimes go out of their way to not be put in positions where they have to, like, fight for of their course. audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that's, that's, that's always a place that we've kind of been comfortable in. Like, ever since we started this band, we never really expected anybody to like us or anticipated. We just figured we can be nice people yep. and, like, try our hardest. And, like, what will be will be. And uh, I think being put in that kind of a setting where it's like, oh, wow, now there is, like, you know, you can, you can lose touch with that energy if you're, like, you know, you're showing up, you're headlining, all the shows are selling out, like... 
sometimes it feels like you could walk on stage and like fart into the microphone and people would clap for you yeah, and it's it wouldn't matter. Mindset. And it's like it's very different to like not have people eating out of the palm of your hand. And sometimes though, like fighting through some of those sets, yeah. like like playing a really like putting on a really good show for some people who weren't necessarily asking for it can be really gratifying and can give the you like a real is huge you just walk off like feeling like a million bucks and it's like i don't know it's kind of i honestly i feel like i have i more shows i enjoy out of like the total shows like on a tour and like a festival yeah. like in a setting like that i usually enjoy them more because it's like so i don't know it's so easy when you're like on a headlining tour to just feel like you're the big cheese and then something doesn't go your way yeah. and it's like oh and i'm just gonna complain and have a bad night now where when yeah you're not like again like you know everybody's you gotta here. shrink that ego all the way like down. there's more people here from metallica today than mom jeans right so it's like it's only just if you and it's 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 kind of cool to be put in that situation it's nice to where you're like yeah like if we want anybody to leave here like knowing who we are like we got to really put on a good show and like really be ourselves and really show what we're about and it's it's nice to to be given little doses i love of it, that man. and in a festival where you like also get to brush shoulders with you know like cool people and you get to be carted around in a golf cart and get to do the catering like it's it's a nice mix yeah of uh being humbled and being challenged but then also being given some cool perks and like a couple of rewards and stuff. Do yeah. you get, do you get time while you're here to go and check out other bands? Like when you look at the poster, you're like, I want to go and see Metallica tonight. You know, are you like, Oh, we're seeing Metallica tonight. That is without a doubt. Bay area, Bay area legends watching other Bay area legends. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think we're trying to as much as we can, but there's most of our friends and the people that we know are playing like later in the weekend after we're, we're yeah. already flown home. So like Metallica is like really what we're kind of like banking on tonight. And then we're going to watch our friends state champs. They play right after us on, I'm on interviewing state. them after you guys. Yeah. And so we, uh, we stare, we share some staff with them and they're really, really nice guys. So, uh, we're definitely going to watch them look forward to, I mean, uh, soul glow is playing on Sunday. That band is awesome. I will check them out. I have some friends in that band. They're really, really, really good. And, I was hoping to see Coheed in Cambria, but I don't think we're going to be here any longer just because we have to get back for flights and stuff like that. But How good are Coheed, man? They're, they're, they're the best. They're, they're awesome. another level. Yeah. Really, that's... Yeah, I'm really bummed we're not the seeing The writing, yeah. the comic books, everything, the whole concept every time. They just keep getting the yeah. bar higher and higher. They're the real deal, for sure. I don't know how they keep doing it. I look at them, I'm like, when are you ever going to like drop it? You don't? No, and they just they, they keep the level of musicianship just like very high, and they keep the level of engagement high, and it's like, I don't know, that's like, you really see that like, Claudio is just like a fucking yeah. artist. Like, he Genius. just like, he breathes. Yeah. Like, it just it just comes out of him. Like, some people, like, they, they can't born to they can't a, help but no. create things. No. Like, it's just a part of the way that they exist. I'm sitting there with pens and paper, writing for hours, dreaming, and he's just like, oh, I've just written a book, a comic, an exactly. album, a concept. I, I'm trying to, like, oh, I'm trying to, like, write a song for, like, the first <laughs> time in, like, a couple of years, and I just, like, can't do it. I'm like, this guy's, like got comic books and and like graphic novels and it's like amazing, man. like he's writing movies for his uh, yeah I don't it's, know. A, it's, it's on wild. another level yeah so we're sitting here now you haven't played yet you're obviously no, playing in a few hours do you sit here and have butterflies do you get nervous do you think god damn or you just kind of like we've got a job to do we know what we need to do and we're good enough to go on there now and prove people we're worthy of this slot it kind of de it kind of depends. It it depends on the day. It depends on the setting. I usually get jitters worse when it's like a one off or something, yep. or we haven't played in a while. If we're on tour and it's just like, you know, like another day of the tour, like I don't really get stage fright or anything like that. But I I get super jittery before we play. Once we start, That's I'm good. It. You're okay. Once we start, I'm fine. Uh, I don't feel nervous anymore. I'm just like focused on yeah, like because I'm not a very good guitar player, so I just like I have to I have to really focus on playing guitar. Um, but other than that, it's yeah, just like basic. I think like stage fright jitters and stuff like that. Like my tummy gets queasy, and I like try to have like a beer or something to like kind of relax. Just take the edge off. Yeah, and and I don't know if if anything, it's just like I I know that I care and I want to do a good job and if that like never goes away 
I'm okay with that if that means that like I'm never gonna I don't want to be the type of person who like doesn't care about like how the show goes or like doesn't care about the fan experience or doesn't care about like being respectful and we see it as fans on the other side of the gate we see it when you don't care if you're upstairs and you're like I'm going on stage now and we're like his heart's not in it. It's and transparent. I, know that. I can know see that. it. Yeah, I know that as so a fan when I go to see somebody and, and I don't ever want to. I think that there's like, like not to reduce anything to being like purely transactional, like in the music world. But like at the, at the very least, like that's the basic responsibility yeah. that I feel. It's like if you're giving me like your hard earned money to like come and spend time here, like in your free time, I should at least like try and yep. I should at least like pretend to care about like what's happening here and I, I I agree with you I think people do notice and I think that especially like now when there's you're fighting for people's attention like more than ever like I'm kind of I'm as interested in like okay once you have people's attention how do you keep it and, like how do you like in the world of like high turnover and like everyone's attention span now is short like attention spans and stuff like how next, do you how next. do you make lifetime fans and how do you like do like like using Metallica as an example yeah. like they've been as big as they are since like the 90s I know you know what I mean and it's like how do they how do you do sustain that, that and know? how do you have generations like how do, how do you be the type of band where it's like you've got people raising their kids on your music yeah. because it means so much to Putting them? Putting them in t-shirts exactly. of their bands, man. And and it's like that, the same way that like you know we were with like Red Hot Chili Peppers and Weezer and like had our parents like showing us these bands and stuff like that. It's like I think that those little small details and like making the fan feel seen as much as possible because like it really is a, a collaborative effort. Like if they don't show up. And there, there is no show. Like we might as well just be so true, man. like four dudes hanging out in our garage. So, promise me you'll always stay this humble and you'll stay this grounded because it's so refreshing. I interview bands <laughs> most days, and when I hear stuff like this, it gives me a whole new faith in music and that people are still out there to win people, to put in a shift, and kind of do what the people have done. They paid money, and you're like, I want to entertain you. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I will. I mean. I, I need it. I need it for me. Like that's, I need it to keep my faith in humanity, you know, alive. Like I have to, I have to believe that there is inherent good and I have to believe that there is like space and that like, I have to realize that the power that art has to like do good things for people and to like give them a reason to, to get up every day and to, to make things and to make connections is like so much more important than any of the you know kind of like jaded things that you can like complain about and become like a little bit curmudgeon-y um and i have my i have my i have my days where i'm a little bit complaining and i have my days when i'm my attitude is probably like a little bit less of a bright outlook but ultimately like yeah it's we we have we've met so many people along the way who wish that they were you know doing what what we get to do and don't get to for so many other reasons um whether it be you know be life uh work things getting in the way and we you know unfortunately have you know like lost a number of friends like in the last few years you know like it's been a hard few years for everyone but we've lost a few like close friends in this you know kind of like industry and in this world and it really puts it in perspective massively to realize how like lucky we are and like you gotta you just gotta put yourself in your 17 year old self shoes every now and again and realize like how fucking cool it is what i think that this is yeah right now if i showed like yeah my 17 year old self what we're doing now yeah could wouldn't be able to get enough of it and you gotta put yourself in that headspace sometimes and it's it's good for us and luckily i think uh we we know that we we need that and a lot of what we do is in the service of maintaining that fun and like maintaining that energy for us to be excited and to be I positive. wish you literally all the luck for that because Thank I you. feel like you're going to keep on going I know next year when I come here you're going to be higher up other hope festivals in the UK so. keep going higher we'd love to yeah be fucking awesome man you know this from last time you came on my final question you get to choose the last piece of music that gets played at the very end you get a different choice this time around festival special mom jeans what's the outro song you want any song any band you know the score frantic by metallica off saint anger Fuck. 20 years of saint anger 
It was well, it was the first song on our house playlist when we did the when we did the tour in the UK. That's that's the one. The worst snare sound in history, but it's still a good tune. It's still yo the the chorus, the the fourth time the fourth time the chorus hits is when it really it really gets cooking. Fourth time around. No, but for real, all, all jokes aside, yeah, that's it's love that band. That's a great one. Thank you so much for coming back, dude. Let's not leave it so long. If you're back in the UK doing a tour. We'll get together again. Yeah. We'll do more. Absolutely. It's so good to see you. It's in so person, good to man. see you again. Meet you in person. Thank yeah. you. And next time I'll bring Florence and Billy. Hell yeah. That would be awesome. So there's my first interview for you all with Eric from Mum Jeans. As I said, he's a returning guest, but it was so much better to do it this time in person, and it was so good to finally meet the guy. I love Mum Jeans, they're a great band, so much energy, and they did not disappoint. They had a great crowd at the weekend, and they're still that band that I keep telling everyone to listen to. So if you've enjoyed them today, please go and check them out. They really are absolutely superb. Next up on today's special, I'm joined by a band I've never spoken to before, Punk Rock Factory. Someone that I think is entertaining, puts on an amazing show, and is encouraging such a young generation to get into punk music. And for me, that already makes them absolute heroes. On today's interview, I'm joined by PJ and Cobb, and they're both absolutely awesome. So I think instead of just carrying on talking about it, we should get straight to that interview. So here's me and Punk Rock Factory talking all things Download. Always greener on somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean floor. Such wonderful things. I'm here with Punk Walk Factory. I apologize to you both for my voice today. It's starting to go, and I'm sure yours will soon. <laughs> I'm sure we will after after what we just did, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was blown away, literally. I've just walked out there and I thought, have I taken some drugs or something? Because everywhere I saw those Power Rangers and it was uh, a we very special thing. <laughs> How <laughs> much fun was that? <laughs> we needed an entourage. Amazing. So basically, talk to me. What I like to do when I do this podcast is get to know you guys from the very start. So before you started this band, what were those albums that you remember buying as a kid that made you fall in love with music? Was there a certain album you bought with pocket money or a CD that you used to listen to to death? But it made you think, I don't want to do a nine to five, I want to be in a band. 100%. First thing for me was Nevermind by yeah. Nirvana. That album, I bought it from John Menzies on cassette. Um, John Menzies. John Menzies, remember that? Old school. On cassette. And it was the first album I ever bought myself. And I remember listening to Smells Like Teen Spirit on loop for about an hour. And then I didn't, I didn't, re- I, I forgot to rewind it. And then In Bloom came on. I was like, oh my God, this is like the best thing I've ever heard. And that was it. That then was you it got Come me. As You Are, Livium, and yep. you're like, Drain You, and exactly. you're like, oh my God. Absolute tunes. It gets better then. and better. <laughs> For me, it was 100% Enema, Enema of the State, wow. Blink-182. Yeah, Just remember amazing. listening to that and thinking, yes, I want to be a punk drummer. That That's all I want to do is just play stuff like that. That album's ridiculous. That changed my life, ridiculous. that album. There's some really good foundations there. Um, I think music changes when you go and see a band live. I think... Um, for me, I was very lucky. One of my first early gigs was seeing Green Day on their Dookie tour. Was, so wow. That shows my age. Oh, shit. That's amazing. But it was fucking amazing at Wolverhampton. And um, I couldn't believe the sound the three of them were making. I used to look at Billy Joe Armstrong and Trey on drums and be like, how the fuck are you three sounding so big? But what were those early gigs you remember that made you think, do you know what? I just want to pick up an instrument and play music for the rest of my life. Green Day in Cardiff. That was the same for me. Cardiff Castle. Yeah, remember yeah. thinking that, and that was, that was crazy. That I remember they they were pulling people out of the audience to play yes. drums, yeah. and I ran so hard. I just I crowd surfed towards the stage, and then somebody stopped me at the last minute. But yeah, that was that's always going to live me forever. That show. Yeah, that's sick. I remember watching. I remember watching Foo Fighters actually in um, the CIA in Cardiff, and it was on the One by One tour, and they oh, started nice. with All My Life, and they had the front Kabuki. 
So they had like it. The, it was lit. So you had the silhouettes through the front curtain. Oh, is that that for, tour? For, for the intro. Yeah, for the intro. And then as soon as it kicked in, the fuck, the front curtain dropped. Yeah. Oh god. That was unbelievable. Oh god. All those hairs on my neck are sticking up now. What a bit of man. Oh god. But like there again, amazing bands that now are still going strong now. Green Day, Foo Fighters. Their last album, Foo Fighters, it's only a week old. Have you guys listened to it? It's unbelievable. I haven't, do you know what? I haven't got into it yet. I haven't got into it. Wow. It's, uh, <laughs> it's heavy, it's deep, but it's so good that they carried on. I had this horrible feeling they were going to call it a day, yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, we man. We felt that, didn't we? When yeah. that happened, like, he's not going to want to do it anymore, so fair play to him, still yeah, doing it. Still going on, that's amazing. Yeah, oh, that's God. Class. That's so if you're going to get a new drummer, he's the he's one. The o- he's the only one, isn't he? <laughs> you could not be <laughs> he fits that. in straight away as well, though. Yeah, yeah. I watched the rehearsals, and the chemistry instantly was there. It's unbelievable but we're here at download and this is a big event huge weekend can't believe it's four days the sun's shining what was it like when you got that call that said you guys want to play well we we were all in the studio together weren't we at the time yeah well we we pretty much live together we do pretty much in the studio anyway but yeah we our manager contacted us and said about it and he was like do you want to do it we're like well Yes. Of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why are you asking such a <laughs> stupid question? And instantly one, he was like, right, how can we just make the most crazy spectacle ever? So I think yeah. within a day, we were like, can we get Power Rangers? Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, our our back catalogue consists of a lot of random stuff. Yeah, of course. So, like, if we could get cosplay Power Rangers to walk around with us and stand on stage with us, and, and we'll open the set with the Power Rangers theme tune. Mm-hmm. Why not? Like, And we joked about it to start with. And then we pulled it off. Well, yeah, we looked, didn't we, on Instagram? Yeah. We thought, there's a cosplay Power Rangers. We're like, oh, they actually follow us. All of them follow yeah, they us. They already followed us. And we, yeah, like, that's I, amazing. I sent them a message, like, would you be up for this? And they were like, oh my God, please, can we do this? Like, there we go, we got them. I love how easy that happened. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. It was perfect. Absolutely perfect. And they're like, they're like the best Power Rangers cosplay team in the UK. Yeah, so they're like, like Verified by the actual Power Rangers yeah, and stuff, yeah. and they go to conventions. I've seen them at like MCM Comic Con and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Their, their costumes and stuff are unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Fair play. We was a bit surreal at one point today when you were playing and saw them running around thinking that stupid idea we had actually paid off. Bro, the moment that we came on stage, yes. and they were like they came they came on and they stood at the front of the stage, and we were playing the Power Rangers theme tune with them stood at the front of the stage. I just, on stage yeah. like this is unbelievable this is ridiculous <laughs> it was all worth it yeah <laughs> so good yeah. so good so you guys obviously have a lot of fun uh the whole band the uh, the kind of image you put out there the covers you choose to do the whole style is all about fun do you guys get really nervous when you're doing a show like when you come here do you think to yourself we'll win people over because we're fun we're having a good time it reminds me of bands like the bloodhound gang that used to get yeah. people yeah. into a good yeah. mood but at the same time are you thinking to yourself I'm worried because people might not get it. Just, do you know what? When we when we first started doing this, when we first started playing live, we were worried. Yeah. The first show we ever played was Bloodstock. Yeah. And we thought we were going to get eaten alive. Bloodstock. We were terrified. Like yeah, exactly. And we're on stage playing Turtles and Let It Go and stuff like that. And we were like, they're going to kill us. They're going to hate us. But seeing like 6,000 people and like massive blokes with beers singing fucking songs from Frozen, we're like, this is unbelievable. People love this. And do you know what? Like, I remember being nervous on that show because it was the yeah. first time we ever yeah. played live. But honestly, since then, we've got used to it now, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Like, like we've never been nervous, and yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, the bigger the crowd, I think, the less nervous I am. Yeah. Like, if yeah. it's a very intimate crowd, then you've got to win over a, a high percentage of people. Whereas you could win over 50% of a 10,000 people crowd yeah. and it's still going to make a hell of a noise like so that's a great way to look at it <laughs> more so not to love as well and it just well, come out exactly. on stage screaming Power Rangers and you just see everyone's face you're dead face inside if you're there you're like I don't like this you're dead inside do you know inside. what yeah. like, I, I think the whole the whole premise of Punk Rock Factory and it wasn't it wasn't what we set out to do but it's guilty pleasures do you know what I mean and like everyone loves Disney whether they admit it or not and everyone loves stuff like TV shows from the 90s and stuff like everyone loves it it's and true it, and why wouldn't they want to listen to it? Like, it's class. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so what's your guys' plan? So are you going to try and do some more touring? I know recently you just came back off a tour with um, my friend Sean Smith was DJing. Oh, for yeah. You guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, you've been busy on the road. Are you kind of recording some more or then spending when, more time? You know? At the moment, we're not recording. No. Um, we're, we got, we got quite a busy festival season yeah. now. Um, so we're doing a few festivals, UK, some Europe stuff. 
um, and then come come October we're back on tour in the UK and then um, November December we're uh, European tour then and Australia we've just announced an Australian tour in August and we're uh, no, just uh, about uh, to announce September sorry they may be to do with Japan that's about to be announced imminently. oh wow yeah it's, it's blowing up like we never expected this yeah it was always a bit of fun yeah and I think that's why it worked so well it's just that we never expect the world of this but the fact that it's growing we just like we do this every day because we love it no one's got any premonitions of how much money and stuff like that it's just let's go in the studio and make some covers and we have so much fun and it translates quite well and people love it they do yeah. do you know what's really good so uh, a few of my friends have got kids that are like growing up and they're using your band as a good gateway and a stepping yeah. stone to get them into music being safe having fun and then that gets them into bands like Bonnet for Soup exactly. or Green Day yeah and it's yeah. amazing because you provide this safe platform for people to come to your shows, have a great time. Yeah. There's no kind of dickheads, there's no risks, yeah. but you're also giving them a platform to discover the next big thing. That's amazing. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, I we, do love that. We hear it all the time, don't we? we? Do. Parents saying like, you've helped me connect with my kids on a musical level that I've never had before, which is so cool. Because so cool. they're in the car listening to punk. Yeah. But yeah. it just happens That's to be the Disney. thing, like the parents, the parents who are kind of our age, they want to be listening to Green Day and Blink and stuff like that, and the kids want to listen to Disney soundtracks. Meet you in the middle. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you've got yeah. this, they're like, oh, perfect, job done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> and they put, like, you see parents and kids with tees on, and they're just they're so bonding over, and it's so yeah. cool. Like, yeah, it is amazing. It's a huge age range of fans. And to, yeah, like, like, on tour, I noticed it so much on tour, uh, on the most recent tour we did, the crowd will literally vary from seven-year-olds to 67 year olds that's incredible it's, it's you're just looking out and you've got people with kids on their shoulders and you've got people who haven't got kids and they're just having the fucking time of their lives and <laughs> it's it's a, it's amazing man it's so you've good. got the right balance for new people nostalgia yeah, yeah. there's yeah. something for everyone i don't think there's another band in the country right now you'll get a seven year old and a 70 year old at no. the gig no. you've got to keep on doing keep on rocking keep oh, on doing oh, bigger. we're not going anywhere <laughs> are you guys going to see any bands this weekend or have you got to go off straight well to we're, we're we're going to be here tomorrow um, and then we're flying out to Czech Republic thirty Saturday morning. We're doing Rock the People Festival out there. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. So we're like, stuff just get, just coming at us at the minute, you know. So and then after that we're Jera on air, yeah, uh, Sweden. Time to rock, and there's yeah. just a, a uh, we're doing Bella Drum up yeah. in Scotland, and we just yeah a big run. Yeah. Are you and pinching yourself, thinking this is insane. We, on a daily basis, we look at each other and go, isn't it mad? Yeah. Isn't it mad? This is mad, isn't it? <laughs> but that's, that's going to keep you humble, keep oh, you grounded. It really does. You're having fun. You know you're fucking lucky to be doing what you're doing. 100%. But at the same time, you're winning people over. You're getting these amazing people coming along to your shows. And I don't think anyone can really not like you because you're just having fun. Yeah, exactly. That's infectious. Exactly. Exactly. And we're always going to keep doing it as far as having fun. Even if we were headlining a festival, we'd still be pinching ourselves, setting up our own gear, just having fun and coming out and meeting fans. Because yeah. that's what we like doing. Yeah, like, that's we the, love that's it. the good bit, like, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's so amazing. Like, meeting people, like, you know, you get you get so many bands that, are, you know, they'll lock themselves away. And we love just having a wander and just meeting people. It's amazing. It's so good. Like, we love it. Stay grounded, stay isn't humble. It? It's so important. Like, we, yeah. we lap up every minute of it. Every single. And we'll never take it for granted. We'll always keep if working, keep trying it. time, you're in Vegas, and you're like, "Fuck off." Give us yeah. if you do see yeah. us do that. Give us a shake. I'll give you a yeah. slap. Yeah. Slap it. Yeah. Always. My last question for you both today is: I always end the episode with the guests choosing the final piece of music that's played. Okay. Any song in the world, any band. You might not agree on it. Then I'll toss a coin, or I'll make you wrestle right now. But what's a song you love that you'd love to be played at the end of today's episode? I, I got one I reckon that we'll both agree yeah. with Dysentery Gary yes yeah Done. we'll go with that Blink-182 Dysentery Gary yeah. is there any reason it's just because you love it's it it's an absolute tune absolute. just because banger tune. yeah yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no big sentimental value. Nope, just not at all. Yeah. That is an absolute banger. That's just us all over. Like, here we go. Let yeah. Me. Yep. We'd <laughs> have that on. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. No worries, man. Thanks Enjoy for having us. Enjoy Metallica. We're we about will. To start. <laughs> have an amazing weekend. And honestly, I can't wait to see where you guys go. Legend. Thank, Thank you, you so much, guys. Thanks so much. See how entertaining and great and energetic are those two. The band is phenomenal and they just get everybody in such a great mood. Playing stuff like the Power Rangers and actually having Power Rangers on stage 
for me as a nostalgic kid, is a dream come true. This band are going to get bigger and better and I just can't wait to see the journey they go on. They really are superb and deserve all the credit that they're getting. Next up is another returning guest on Mark and Me, Derek from State Champs. It wasn't that long ago that we did an interview again on Zoom, but this time round it was great to actually meet him. We got to sit down and talk again in more detail and my god, they put on one of the best shows of the weekend at Download. State Champs on the second stage is all you need. They are unbelievable. So I'm going to get to it now. Here's me and Derek talking all things Download. So turn the music up I'm here with State Champs. My voice is going to absolute shit. That's okay. Mine probably will too. I hear you guys got delayed um, quite heavily. You know what? It's always a nightmare, it seems like, coming over from the States. But uh, this time in particular, first time in, I think, 10 years after coming over here that they told us we had too many bags, too too many pieces of gear. And... uh, after all, we made it. So what we're did here. you do? Did you have to sacrifice so many? And we actually them away? had to split up. Some of, we were in Nashville rehearsing, and some of us had to go to Florida, to Fort Lauderdale. Some of us had to go to Boston before we eventually made our way to Heathrow. And uh, we all met up and had a jolly time. Now, what a nightmare <laughs> to start your journey. But the good <laughs> you know thing what? is, you're here now. Yeah, we're here now. We're here now, and we're ready. Last time I interviewed you, it was over the power of Zoom, and it's so nice just to see you in the flesh and be here today, and it seems like a really good vibe already. Yeah, it's been great. You know, obviously we made it through the pandemic, it was a weird time, back and forth via Zoom and not being able to see the fans, but to see this crowd here today, day one of download, 20 years into download, uh, it feels good that everything's back and uh, we can put on a show for these people It's huge as well, like just getting in here today, the weather's amazing, but the scale of it, I was only at Slam Dunk literally last week. Yeah. this just seems on another level. It oh, just it seems is. It is insane. You know, this is our third time playing Download, and every time it seems to get a little bit bigger for whatever reason. And uh, you know, we've done. Uh, we've never played on the main stage, but on the second stage last time, and then the t- time before that, it was about like halfway through the day on the Avalanche stage. This is the first time we're closing out the Avalanche stage and considered a headliner, I guess, if you will. So um, it feels good this time around. Does it feel scary? Are you kind of like because each time you see yourself with Download, you're going higher up the bill. You are a headliner. That's what it is called. The yeah. second stage is a headline. Yeah. You're headlining tonight. That must be like, oh, my God. You know, a little bit of pressure, but mostly excitement. And the only thing I was a little nervous about is if they were going to put us at the same time as Metallica. Thankfully, they start immediately Everyone after we're done. after you goes to Metallica, yeah. <laughs> so we can all parade together from our stage over That's to see Metallica cool. right as soon as we're done. I had that fear. I was thinking, imagine like, because I think on Saturday it's placebo, and I was thinking, how do you go up against Metallica? Even if you're placebo, like, how do you do this? But they're making everyone in the whole place go all to Metallica together. Thank. Thankfully. Thankfully. Thank fuck. <laughs> do you, Thank fuck do, is do, right. Do, do, do you get nervous still, truthfully? Like, are you sitting here today now thinking, oh, my God, I've got to try and, you know, it's not just the loyal fans. You want to win other people over that are here, not for you, that might be here for Metallica. See the name State Champs and say, I'm going to check them out. Oh, dude, I, I thrive for this, actually. You know, this is and this is funny. Looking at the lineup, we're soft as baby shit compared to everybody today. I think we're the softest band. We're the, we're the only pop-punk band on the bill. Everything else is, you know, metal. metal, metal, hardcore, and above, which is great. We come from that. We love that. But I think I thrive on the fact that we're going to be playing to a lot of fresh faces that may have heard the name, may, may have not, may not give a fuck who we are. But I'm there to put on a show, and so are the, the, the other guys in my band. And uh, we look forward to making some new fans. And whether they want to stand there with their arms crossed or get into it and circle pit around with everybody be that what you will but we're ready to give them a show I love it man you seem so confident and so sure of your set which is amazing but when you come to a festival like this and you're sitting there doing your set list do you try and please the crowd by doing as many of your hits as you can because you want to entertain everyone or do you try and bring in a few new tracks so as a band you guys are kind of more I don't know maybe it makes it a bit more uh, exciting because they're new songs you haven't played yeah, I think if it was a shorter set, you know, say if it was like our earlier in the day main stage set, like 30 minutes, we would be playing the hits or maybe some of the heavier songs, right? Because yeah. it's a bit of a metal fest. So maybe some of the songs where it's faster and Circle Pit or something like that. But this one is an hour long set. So we get to mix in pretty much a lot of our old hits, a lot of the new stuff from the new album, Kings of the New Age as well, and uh, everything in between. So I think they're going to get a little dynamic uh, throughout the 60 minutes we have. So we're going to give them all we got. 
And once it's all over, uh, which is always sad, I think, when the festival closes, it's like, oh, it feels like the end of that summer period for the year. You guys don't stop. What, what's it looking like for the summer for you guys? Uh, the summer, we don't have much going on. You know, it's been funny because we took the most time off we ever have this year, mainly working on what's next. We've been in the studio a bunch. We've been writing a lot more, thinking about what's going to go on next year for us. We've only played one show this year, and it was in Hawaii. Wow. So this is our second show of the year. Um, tomorrow night, we go straight to London, and we're going to do a headline show at uh, O2 Islington. Wow, that's going to um, be awesome. It's, it's, it's sold out in a couple minutes, so we're very excited about that. And then it's on to thinking about new music and when we want to come back to the UK for a fresh headliner next year. Don't leave it too long because we guys, we had this two-year period of no bands playing. <laughs> all I ever got was bands cancelling. Alice in Chains, I had tickets for Incubus, and they all got cancelled. Oh. So now they're starting to come back, but you guys can't leave it too long. Yeah, we never make them wait too long. After pandemic and having to wait a few years we'll never make anybody wait longer than a year no it's like play catch up now and play too many shows so, you know at, at we at this point we're we're trying to be grateful and not take for granted what we have you yeah. know and this could stop at any moment we could not be able to come back here due to whatever happens in the world because shit's crazy now um, so yeah we want to come back here as much as we can shows keep getting better we're never going to stop unless people stop showing up what I think people didn't realize during the pandemic and I, it's weird talking about the pandemic now because it seems so long ago because it's all over it feels like but bands got hit really hard because if you're an accountant you can still do your job at home you can set up a laptop at home you can do your job if you're in a band and you're there to perform write songs you all had that pause button put on your careers and was there a moment when you actually thought to yourself we might not like we might never do a show ever again there was definitely that feeling. It was scary as shit, Fucking man. terrifying. We didn't know what we were doing. We held we held on and we were grasping onto things like live streaming and Twitch and stuff like that and being able to engage with our fans in some way. But it just felt different, man. You know, the only thing we know is being on stage, looking at our fans' faces and engaging with them and seeing them scream lyrics back at us. And that was the only thing we wanted to do. Once we got it handed back to us, our first show post-pandemic was Slam Dunk. 2021? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and that was just an epic, refreshing, back-to-life moment for us. And that was when we kind of like, okay, we got to hold on to this feeling and make sure that we never lose this feeling and never take for granted this, this grateful thing that we've had for our lives in the past 10 years, 10 years plus, that um, we don't ever want that feeling again. That was too scary. Please don't let that happen again. I really feel like it gave bands a chance to breathe but really kind of appreciate everything a lot more. Yeah. Like you said, you've only done one show prior today uh, in Hawaii, and now you're doing this. You must be eager to do as much as you can now, make up for lost time. I'm just bummed that we have to wait too long to play. Yeah. Like I said, we're headlining. We're the last on the Avalanche stage tonight. We don't play till 7.30. We're all just sitting around eager to play. We want to get up there now. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're over the moon about this one, man. We're it's excited. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Are you going to get a chance to see any other bands while you're here, or are you kind of like play and go or will you get to go and see Metallica I'll definitely stay for Metallica that was one of my key things with my tour manager I said I know we're going to be done and then Metallica starts right after us uh, we're not leaving until Metallica is done I've never seen Metallica actually it's my wow. first time today so you're going to be in for a ride it's going to be a special time uh, and the rest of the guys are excited as well our friends in mom jeans play on our stage before us I literally just had them on oh great yeah, yeah they're great. great guys yeah we've toured with them a bunch and uh you know they're from our area so we're, we've been hanging out with them and uh i'm gonna bounce around i've done a little bit of walking around i've not i've yet to see the whole the entire grounds it's so you massive wait out to there. get out there it's massive i know i know so i'm gonna do some exploring after this before we get to play and just enjoy the day that's amazing yeah. what i do and you remember this last time when you came on is i ask every guest that comes on the podcast to choose the last piece of music that's played it can be any song by any band ever but something that means a lot to you personally on the top of my head, I can't remember what you picked when you came on. I can't remember. There's 270 episodes. But this gives you a chance to pick something completely new. Maybe it's Blink-182. That rings a bell. It may have been. I, I feel like I may, I may have picked a Paramore song or a, the starting oh, line song. Oh, it was Paramore. It may have been a Paramore song. It was song. fucking Paramore. Um, here's what I'm going to pick. One of my favorite records of all time that's a nostalgic pop-punk band. Um, is a band called Acceptance. I've never heard Acceptance. Yeah, they're one of my favorite bands. They only have one record out, and it's one of my favorites of all time. The opening track on that record is called Take Cover. It starts right. with piano and then kicks in with all the drums and guitars, and it's a very motivational song and uh, is inspirational t to me still today. So let's Man, play that you know one. What the best thing is, 
some people pick like Rolling Stones or the Beatles and I'm like that's cool but I know that now there's a new band acceptance I will go and check it out listen to the album probably fall in love and spend my whole week going down this whole thing going oh my god I need to listen to this band all the time please do the uh, acceptance the, the record is called the album is called Phantoms, Phantoms. And, and that opening track Take Cover is the one I want to play I'm going to be hooked aren't I I can just <laughs> see it now awesome dude thank you so much for coming back on good luck with your headline set today because it doesn't clash with Metallica I'll be there alright look out for us in the crowd have a fucking blast and thank you for coming back on man it means thanks a lot thanks a lot brother appreciate cheers, it cheers dude thank you So, three interviews down, one to go. Derek from State Champs, what an absolute legend he is. Again, so much passion, so much energy, so much confidence as well. A big slot at download and just didn't have any nerves, no anxiety and just absolutely smashed it from the start their set to the end. And an amazing band that really is just going to get bigger and better. And I truly would put money on that they'll be on the main stage in the next few years because they just are getting bigger and better every time I see them. There's only one more band to go and I think it's the perfect end for this first part special. I'm joined by the amazing Hailstorm. Easily one of the biggest crowds on the main stage of the whole weekend. Everyone was singing along, they were perfection. The vocals, the guitar, the drums, the bass, it all just sounded beautiful. The sound mix was so good and it was just the perfect weather for them. And I can't wait to share this interview because it's the most energetic I think I've ever had a guest on a, <laughs> on a morning interview. And my God, I want whatever coffee he's got because listen to this, it's crazy. So I'm here today with Hailstorm. Uh, my voice is a bit croaky, so I apologize in oh, advance. You, man, you're just getting started too, man. You got the whole weekend ahead of you. <laughs> Four days of this. Make sure you get some lozenges, you know, yeah. I don't know today if we should talk about other bands like Sleep Token instead of I, your own. But <laughs> we were just nerding I, out about I Sleep think Token. Yeah. That would be a podcast in itself. <laughs> what I do with all guests on this podcast is I like to take it right back to the very start. So when you're a kid, you're getting pocket money, you're buying albums. Yeah. Tell me those first albums that you bought oh, that gosh. made you basically say, I want to be in a band. This is all I want to do for the rest of my life. Uh, I, it's hard to remember like what the first like CD I ever bought was like when I was really young. I think it might have been The Sickness by Disturbed. Oh, wow. Which is still like today, I still love that record. It's so mechanical and percussive and like uh, and just very, it, it, they, they, they uh, really have a signature sound, you know? And we've known those guys for for a long time. They're they're really and they're really here sweet this weekend. Guys. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, I know we're missing them Sunday, by like two yeah. days, unfortunately. But that first album they put out, I still think is like a really really solid. It is. Um, I think it was like that, and maybe I think Rob Zombie's The Sinister Urge wow. was one of the. So I'll always kind of have a soft spot for for those records. I think <laughs> it all changes for me when you go and see a live band. Um, I think the moment you go to a gig. And you kind of see those CDs transfer to a stage and you get to see how the songs maybe change slightly or the dynamics are different. Yeah. One of my first ever gigs was Green Day on their Dookie oh, tour. Sick. I'm older than you. I was at the Dookie tour. I, I missed all the good stuff, you know. So good. <laughs> but I couldn't believe that Billy Joe Armstrong could sing and play the guitar at the same time like it sounded on Dookie on the way to the gig. I was like, fucking hell, like, this sounds amazing. But yeah, it, sounded, yeah. it sounded to me like it was more in my face. I was like... The hairs on my neck were sticking up. My rib cage was shaking as yeah, I heard yeah. like Trey on the drums. What was that first gig you remember going to where you're like transported to a different place? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, a rare thing almost like go out and see a band. I, I feel like it's more common to like listen to, like really fall in love with a record. Then you go see them live and they don't sound as good. Yeah, but, it uh, happens a lot. But I'm sure, yeah, it does happen. But at the same time, there's also the incident instances where you like love this record, then you go see them live, and they're like m even more massive and huge, and just and, and and all of a sudden you're just like a diehard fan. Okay, I think I think one of my 
pivotal moments as a songwriter and as an as an artist. Uh, this is going to sound weird, but it wasn't a rock band. It was actually Tovlo, uh, the Swedish I was not pop singer. That. Uh, yeah, and I uh, I uh, kind of fa- I heard some of her songs, and I was like, this is cool because it's like pop, but it's really different. It's got like a really unique thing, and you know. Um, and it was kind of around the time where I was like really starting to bud as a songwriter and I was listening to a lot of pop because you know in rock music and metal music it's about the riffs it's about the drums it's about the about the energy and all that but when it comes to pop music it's like solely about melody and lyrics so I was trying to kind of dive into that world just to kind of expand my horizons as a writer and uh, and Tovlo was one of the first things I discovered that kind of made me uh, when I was kind of tapping into that world uh, very obscurely because like I don't think that she's nearly as obviously not nearly as big as like say Ariana Grande or Harry Styles or any of these like major pop artists uh, but I loved her very unique style and uh, and we were I was working in Nashville and she came to this club called uh, the this like little kind of theater gig um, What's it called? Marathon Music Works. That was it. Oh, nice. And uh, and it was like a really kind of cool, intimate show. And I went out and saw it. And like, that was like the first time I really saw a a pop show that didn't look like Disney on Ice. I, like, this is gonna. I I hope I don't make anyone mad by saying this, but I saw Bruno Mars on the uh, the Twenty Four Karat Magic tour, and I saw him like from the nosebleeds in in this arena and. I, like I was just kind of underwhelmed yeah. because every single move was choreographed and it just didn't really have any life to it. But when I saw Tovlo, it was like a pop artist that had this spontaneous kind of rock front person energy. She was headbanging and rocking out and getting in the people's faces. And so that was kind of like for me, I was like, wow, like that's what, what a what a performer, you yeah. know. So uh, to this day, I'm a diehard Tovlo fan. So. <laughs> it's a hell of a show. I was um, only a couple of weeks ago in the UK. I went to see Paramore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Haley's just like Haley Williams, yeah. man. That's when you were talking. Firecracker. Then, I was thinking Haley yeah. Williams, and <laughs> every single night they do the same set list for the whole tour, but never is she doing the same move. Yeah, never yeah. is she at the same point of the stage. I was mesmerized by the moment they came on. They had me like this for the yeah, whole two yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, actually, I, I, do, I do have a great example of a rock band that blew my mind the first time I saw it. This actually happened way before I saw Tovlo. The first time I ever saw Papa Roach. Wow. Now, I grew up listening to Cut My Life Into Pieces, and this is my last resort, and we were we were playing as a local band in Pennsylvania and like playing with a lot of cover bands, and I would hear that damn song every single night. I got so sick. Because it was such a massive hit, you know. I got it was so on sick every of the song. Day over here, every MTV radio station, two crank, every all day. fucking where, and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to hear the song. Again. So the first time we ever played with Papa Roach was like on our first tour ever, first album cycle. We were playing this uh, MMRBQ, it was called in, in Philly area, and um, and one of my friends was there. Said uh, we gotta go see Papa Roach. I love Papa Roach, and I w- I'll admit it. Like I- I've even told the guys this. I was like, I'm ashamed to say that I was hesitant because I like was just so burned out on that song I was like I don't want to hear Papa Roach blah 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 and then I and then I saw them live and I saw Jacoby as a front person and unbelievable in one millisecond I went from like I don't care about this band to oh this is the best band I've ever seen <laughs> and ever since I saw them live I have been the biggest diehard yeah. Papa Roach fan and now we're like best buds with them and I make sure I tell them every day, like, you guys know that I'm, like, a super fan, right? And they're like, yeah, we don't care. Like, okay, cool. Because they're That's also amazing. fans of us, too, which is humbling, you know. Um, so, yeah, like, we, we've always had – me and Jacoby, and Jacoby is, like, one of the most personable people. I, I've admitted to him. It was like, dude, like, I, I don't want this to affect our friendship, but I am a massive fan of you. <laughs> and uh, and he was just so cool about it. He's like, dude, like, that they're means humble. so much. Because he uh, – and then he admitted to me. He's like, well, you know, I started out playing drums, and I love – watching you play so we have this incredible mutual respect for each other that's like geeking out over each other you're amazing no you're amazing okay i don't know what you're what go fuck yourself first of all because (laughs) you're you're like this fucking front man he's like i think i think he is i wouldn't say he's underrated because i think a lot of people like i mean they have a massive fan base and they've been going forever but i think that as far as like you know let's say like for example like rolling stones top 
10 frontmen of all time. You've got like Robert Plant, you got Freddie Mercury, you've got uh, uh, David Lee Roth, you got, which are all the cats that I kind of yeah, was yeah. raised on. As a drummer, I was more raised on front front people. Um, and then, but like for some reason for me, like in my top five, Jacoby is always there. He's, he's always going to be there. He's unbelievable and he's still I've, doing it now. Because you know. I, I have tried singing and like moving while I'm playing. I do it when I drum, but like singing lead and moving and like, and like even like when I'm practicing that, like I have to kind of like when I'm going for high notes, I need to like kind of hold still. But when he's doing it, he's still like moving all around. And, and I asked him that, like, how do you do that? And he's like, well, I'll tell you what, I have extremely weirdly large lungs. <laughs> he's, he calls himself a windbag. That's you fucking know? amazing. So anyway, sorry, not not to eat no, up no, too no, much time. Awesome. But he's like another one of like. He'll always be in in my like top five, if not top three, favorite frontman of all time. You know, mine so is mine, right? my number one is Jeff Buckley. Oh God! You see, this is why that's this is an impossible. You know, it's an impossible rank. Yeah, the, you know, no Jeff it. Buckley will always be. Oh, yeah, thank you, thank you for that. The yes. one, but, I will um, always love Jeff Buckley. Unbelievable. <laughs> and um, that was another like big moment as a songwriter. Like listening to Jeff Buckley was like another. You, I had a friend introduce me to Jeff. To love that you should have come album. over and Grace. I don't know how you write those. I just don't know how you start. I'm like, I've tried writing songs. I listen to that. I'm like, give up. Like, Jeff, that's yeah, the one. Jeff Buckley's one of those artists where you listen to it. And you're like, well, I'm never going to be that great, but I might as well just, you know, take what I can and try to make my own thing. And, you know, so, yeah. So, so focusing on download now, because obviously yes, we're yes, here sorry. right now. No, it's all good. It's time? all good. Sorry. We, we kind yeah, of narrowed it out a little bit. <laughs> Tell me the truth. Do you still get nervous when you're somewhere like here? Are you like thinking, oh my God, this is insane? Do you, you know, still kind we, of think- we, we haven't plateaued yet. So I, um, uh, yeah, like I, I still, every time we play download, we, we've been just, you know, like the trajectory, the trajectory of our band is a very comfortable, steady pace. And I'm very grateful for that, that yeah. we weren't the kind of band that just blew up and now they're kind of, you know, fizzling down. Like we're still kind of like slow. Yeah, like the slow and steady thing has always been our approach. So every time we play download, we're just a little bit down on the bill, a little bit more, a little bit more like, or, you know, up like, yeah. on the bill. And this is our, you know, so like first time we play download, we're like, yeah, we're nervous because we're playing download. Second time we played download, we went from the tent to the second stage, we're like, Great, now we're playing in front of more people, so yes, now we're nervous. And then we've been working our way up, so every time we're like, oh, more people, more people. And now is the first time we've ever played the apex stage, yeah, the main stage. So, so now we're nervous again. So <laughs> my, my very last question, because I know you're conscious of time. Uh, every person that comes on this podcast gets to choose the last piece of music that's played after the interview. So once today's interview is all wrapped up and edited for the world to Ooh. listen to, you get one song in the whole world. I've only met you now, but I know you're going to struggle because you've probably got a million songs down to 10,000 songs. But what's a song that means a lot to you personally that you want played out by anyone in the world? Does it matter what genre? Anything. People have well, picked a know, Yoko Ono B-side. <laughs> now that you mention it, I, I like one of my absolute favorite songs of all time is Everybody Here Wants You by Jeff Buckley. Unbelievable that so that didn't make the actual all, main album. What do you say we all kind of zen out and, and uh, listen to some beautiful vocals? You know? the, <laughs> it makes my heart bleed that that was unfinished. It was never quite finished. Right? Yeah, absolutely heartbreaking. But, Dude, it's yeah. an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for your time. Bumping mics, sir. Bumping mics. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So there it is. Four interviews with four amazing bands, all very different, but all very incredible. And you know what? Each of their sets at Download are going to be talked about for a long time to come. I just want to say there a massive thank you to all the bands. That interview to finish with was amazing. The energy you brought to this podcast is something that I wish all guests would do because it's just infectious and it was so good and people were stopping and just watching you because you are just a natural performer. You're a legend and thank you. Also thanks to State Champs, Punk Rock Factory and Mom Jeans. I truly couldn't ask for a better four bands to kick off this podcast special and I will be back with another special only tomorrow with another free new bands from Download. But I just want to give a big shout out to my good friends for helping these interviews happen during this podcast. Holly and Haley at the Good as Gold group, Mark from Turn the Page, Kirsten at Cosa Nostra and the amazing Lays and Kat from LD Communications. Without you guys, I wouldn't be at Download, I wouldn't have access to these amazing bands, and it really means a lot. I also want to give a big shout out to some of my friends from the weekend that just basically kept me upbeat, kept me going, and were just so good to see. Penny, Abby, the guys from Sapnin, Emma, Matt, Harley, 
and of course to my amazing friends both Darren and Scott who came along for the journey, helped me out with all the press, took photos and with just the best support that I could ever ask for. So again, thanks to everyone I've just mentioned, I really appreciate it. And also thanks to you guys at home who are taking the time right now to listen to these specials. It really does mean everything to me. And if you've enjoyed them, please share them either on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. I make it so easy that all the links to those are on markandme.com. You can go on there and literally then hit retweet or share and it really does go a long way. So if you've enjoyed today's episode, please hit that share button. I do also have a Patreon account, and I understand that times are hard right now, but if you've enjoyed these specials, it does cost me money to go out to these festivals and record, so any help goes a long way. And all the links for my Patreon page are on markandme.com. But basically, for as little as £1 a month, if you throw that my way, you get a badge, you get some stickers, you get an exclusive episode each and every month just for being a Patreon supporter, a newsletter, and so much more. And it really, really does help this podcast. I'm an independent podcaster with a team of just myself, so please, if you can help, the links are all there for you. And as I just said, I will be back tomorrow with the second part of this special with three brand new bands and I can't wait to share them. So until then, look after yourself, take care and I'll speak to you all very soon. Twenty-nine pearls in your kiss, a singing smile, coffee smell, lilac skin, your flame. Nine pearls in your kiss, a singing smile, coffee smell, and lilac skin, you're flaming me. I'm only here for this moment. No. I'll be waiting
But I tell you I'm 